we'll do some old Cockney happy songs to keep people going. Is that what they did? They just yeah. sang all day? Oh, Jesus. Hold on. Let me put that on mute. Oops. Sorry, rude. Turn off the flip line. I know. I'm sorry. It happens. Especially during quarantine, the phone is the only way to flip nowadays, you know? Oh, and are you allowed to physically meet? I have one physical meeting flip during this time because I'm a responsible flipper during quarantine. You're flipping responsibly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Always flip responsibly, kids. If you learn anything from this, mm -hmm. learn that. Um, well, there's two ways. I was thinking we could do Instagram Live and on my phone, and then we can try and talk to people through that, or we can actually bring people in here. Like you're, you're going to let them into your house? Yeah, I just say, come in. Hello, person who I don't know, who's probably got <laughs> an unhealthy interest in my so that was a possibility, like in Star Wars with the holograms and stuff, would you let that happen? Like if if you can literally transport people in your room in hologram form, but they would also feel like they're there in virtual reality. What do you do? Um, only if the hologram that they came into cleaned up the room and the kitchen and made it all. And they could learn nothing about my private life from doing that. Then sure. Okay. But they, you can, they can have a fantasy that they're in the room I'm actually in. I don't, that's fine. I'm cool with them having a fantasy of it. I don't want them actually in the room. <laughs> it's not like a leisure activity that you have in your mind? No. No, it is not, Mr. Pierre. <laughs> no, it is not. Hey, uh, the other thing you have to do, you've got to keep your vitamin C topped up. Do you have Baraka? I don't have Baraka, man. Do you know? But you it's an American thing, right? No, no Baraka, just only macadamia. I don't speak Barack. I speak macadamia. <laughs> Ring a ding dang. Dude, you know, I was, actually, I was actually gonna ask, what do you eat during this time? Because every time I stockpile, the shit disappears in like three days. I'm like, what the fuck? I just bought so much food. Number one, intermittent fasting. Number two, track your macros on my fitness pal and eat like a bodybuilder. This is the way, my son. What is that? That doesn't help. I don't know. I don't know what to eat. Guys, help me. Any suggestions in the chat, please? <laughs> what do I eat? I'm not macadamia nuts. <laughs> I was like, okay, because I just, what I've been doing is making a shit ton of pasta that will last me three days. And right. then that's gone. I'm like, well, fuck, I have to like make something else now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then a I problem. Don't man. I don't plan it out. So then I don't know. Got to be planned, man. You got to work to a plan. When you're working from home, when you're living from home, your hours have got to be planned. You got to have targets for the day, for the week. You got to sort your food out. I say I'm prepped for this because I've been working from home since 2005, so I know all the dangers. So like you're wank, like wanking so yourself to death. So you're saying my method of well, I guess I'll do this today. It doesn't work. That's what I was using when I was 27. Yeah, so then it, you turned out okay, right? Yes, by fucking up and having nervous breakdowns and nearly being killed by gangsters. Cheers. <laughs> hey, it's the, basically what I'm going through at 27, except the gangsters are a little micron of a cellular cancerous thing, amoeba thing. You must escape them, Tavarish, using the Russian martial art of Sistema. Come at me, coronavirus. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> is that is that the proper technique to defuse a corona? 
Yes, diffuse the corona with sustainment. You've got to be flexible. You've got to have, you've got to be doing your cold water dousing, your breathing. You've got to eat right, stay strong mentally. Yo, if, if the virus is just super small, why can't we just like flick it off like that? I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I can't answer really high-level, complicated questions like that. But, you know, I'm sure the answer's out there, man. Yeah, it would be like an ant, right? If there's an ant crawling on you, you just flick it off and it's gone. Shit, why did they not? See, this is why you should be in power. <laughs> flick the virus off. Flick the virus off. Bastards. I, I love that. Yeah, all you have to do, I'm pissed, dude. We're freaking out. Everyone's catching it. All they had to do is just flick it off. Fools. Right. Let's see if some of these, should, should we do it via, uh, let's, I'm going to try Instagram first. Okay. And may God have mercy on us all because I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I, was, okay. I was doing it last night and it, was, it went over really, really well. I gave everyone one minute time limit. There's a time Ooh. timer on a, on a YouTube video that if when it hits one minute, they explode. And it makes it extra dramatic. If I do this, people might ask me really intense questions about trauma. And why don't we just? I, I tell you what, I'm going to put the stream. I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's going to get. It's going to get deep, and it's going to get sad, and it's going to get heavy really quick. But, but that's exactly why I do it, just in case if it gets too crazy. So then, uh, <laughs> in one minute, they explode before that happens. You know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind doing that on my Instagram because people are prepped for that. But. Um, Okay, folks, so in the chat box on YouTube, I've just put a link to StreamYard. And I think if you put that link into your browser, I can uh, add you. Now, before you do that, remember that this is public and it stays on the internet forever. We won't edit it. We're not taking it down, nothing like that. So if you don't want your face to be seen, you can wear a mask. You can use a stocking. Or you can switch your web camera off, but we do need to hear you. Is that how it works? They can just click it and join? Yeah, man. Anybody can join. Oh, shit. That makes me nervous, man. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, so, shit. I was walking around Prague uh, trying to get some Nespresso capsules, but Nespresso is closed as well. And holy shit, the whole Old Town Square and the astronomical clock, there's not one person in that whole right. place. It is so creepy there. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's, I would, I would actually quite, I'm sad I didn't get to Prague right now. I'm sad I didn't get there. Um, Okie dokie, there's somebody in. Shall I, shall I add her in? Let's go. HM, I'm about to add you in. Brace yourself, wave, and let me know you're ready. It'll only hurt for the first 15 seconds, then you'll pass out. Hi. Hi, I hope you both are staying well. How are hello. you? Hello, hello. I'm good. good How are you? Good. Um, I guess I have a question. Do you think that there's any link between more narcissistic people and the military like going into either like the marines or like a special forces type thing uh shall i shall i hit this one yeah this is more for you i have a okay. little type but you can go in um so i actually have some direct experience of this because i'm from a family where there are a lot of people join the military and the police and um one of the things i would like to say first is that i suspect that joining an institution that is as submersive psychologically and and takes up so much of your time and it's like a parent basically the military becomes your new mom and dad i think it can actually trigger narcissistic personality disorder if the person joining is young enough and if they're ready for it 
But that wasn't really your question. I think you were asking whether narcissistic types would join the military. No, no, actually you hit on the question, but oh. I, I think that kind of feeds into it as I would think that they would. Right. Because if, if they rank up enough, then they can have the power over others and all that stuff. You, well, pa power over others, remember the distinction, power over others really is more at like the psychopathic end of the spectrum. Narcissism really, and we they get conflated a lot because it's a hard subject, it's complicated. Narcissism is vanity. Narcissism, grandiose, classic narcissism, is not necessarily all that harmful to the people in the environment. It's when other elements start to creep in, like psychopathy and, and uh, when they have a bit of borderline, they become very punishing. But if you have a classic narcissist, grandiose, and they're actually, they're very vain, and people are saying, you're wonderful, we love you, you're, you're the best, you have the hugest brain, and then they're actually, they're content, they'll leave you alone. So, so yeah, it is, there's the, psych, the psychopathy there as well. Um, did that help? Yeah, no, that actually helped a lot because it's something that I've been like wondering and I listened to you and your experience saying that you thought about going into the military, but they yes. did not. So. Yes, but I didn't I didn't not go in because uh, I of like any sort of healing or anything. It just it, this just wasn't my life. Like life just didn't take me in that direction. I, I would have done very well. And that could have been the worst thing for me. So I think that's why it didn't happen. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Well, I enjoy your video, so thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Um, well, that that was that was painless, Pierre. Yeah. I mean, to go off on that, I would assume because I've seen people, or at least the younger people, like straight out of high school, for example, eighteen and nineteen. What I mm -hmm. see is like a uh, a fractured or at least an unsolidified form of identity, and oftentimes. A lot of these younger men will look at the military as a form of identity and to give them some sort of value and self-worth. So would that be the opposite of narcissism in a way? Because they're looking yeah. for some sort of uh, validation, not necessarily to be prideful about the situation. It, it, yes. So the, the, the first level answer to your question is, yeah, you're right. It's not opposite. Um, though it's tempting to create this sort of like this uh, dichotomy, this yeah, spectrum. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I said it to you a, a while ago, like I was in the shower. I was listening to something about philosophers and they said, oh, everything is like you're either on this side or that side. And it was too high level. I couldn't get it. It was like Foucault or somebody. And it just went, I'm not smart enough for it. I took a shower afterwards and I was like, why is everything binary? Why is everything two? Why is everything two? Well, and then I'm washing myself and I'm like, oh, we have two hands and two eyes. Where's that fucking dumb that we turn everything into two? And it's right. so tempting to be like, well, because with your hands, you control the world since childhood. So it's really tempting to go, ah, it's, it's two opposites. And it, it fucks us up with narcissism because there's this spectrum and codependency is part of narcissism. So, and, and people hate this because you have a predator-prey relationship between narcissists and empaths, but the empath in the foundation of their personality has way more in common with a narcissist or a psychopath than a neurotypical person does. So yeah, absolutely. That codependent person who shows up for significance, they could be turned into a narcissist or psychopath through their military training. Yeah, yeah, no, you're completely right. Uh, because in the same way that a codependent would seek for validation and feel entitled to somebody responding to them or being there for every whim, you know, it's also a sense of self-importance. Yeah? <laughs> I know, what, I know what you're talking about. 
that's that's actually that's narcissism i mean that's whether that person that you're talking about who like we've all had it where people get really angry huh with a disguise yeah it's like covert narcissism people go oh i'm an empath i'm a codependent and if you don't answer their question on the internet they have a shit fit yeah. That's that. I mean, that is your. That's let's say it this way: you lack politeness. You're totally ungracious. You're incredibly ungrateful. You have no humility, and maybe narcissistic traits are there as well. Maybe so that so the codependent can either manifest as the ultimate victim or the ultimate predator. The ultimate victim is so it's uh, the the codependent is more fixable though than the narcissist or the psychopath. More healable, definitely more healable than them. Got it. Okay. Should we have uh, should we have the, the next person on? Mandy, give me a thumbs up if you're ready to go. She's ready. Jumping in. So guys. Welcome. How are you Welcome. doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. Very well. But no, I totally like I think everything's just spot on. Um I did a twenty-three year relationship, four kids, and um I think sometimes people join the military to try to escape being around the narcissistic parent, um, which sure. is father, clearly. Um, uh, Especially if you're yeah. working class, it's a really easy way if you have no money to just get the fuck out. Exactly. And I, I live in Leavenworth, Kansas, to be specific. So we have a fort right here. So it's very you have a huge. It's one of the biggest in the world, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, and it was funny because he tried to go in and, and, and blame me for not getting accepted. This is the ex. But really what it was, was he didn't pass the psychological part of it. Right. right. So, yeah, like he'll find any way to say that it was everything else besides the fact that they realized what he was. Now, he is diagnosed. We went to therapy and we actually had someone who knew what they were doing, which mm -hmm. is rare. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew what a narcissist was. For a long time, I, I it was used with my mom and I when I was little and getting treatment. But um, when I went with him, it was more defined. Right. Um, and so I got lucky and I had someone who knew what they were dealing with. And they're like, do not dwell with this person. Like this person is lethal. So he would be more of the malignant lethal yeah. type. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I think that the, the military... Um, the American military is not one amorphous mass. There are uh, departments in there that are actually really, really smart, and they figured out um, a yeah, while ago. Yeah, he's very cerebral. He's very cerebral as well. Yeah. He's very. He's very what? He's very cerebral as well. He's cerebral, very, cerebral. Very, very, very book smart. So they, they've, they're actually scanning now for people who are uh, not. They were always scanning for it, but much more carefully now for people who are not team focused. If, yeah, you, if you go into I, 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 my needs, if you go into my needs before the needs of the team, they'll weed your ass out. Actually, that was one of the things that they noticed about it that made them test him further on the psychological part was it was I, 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 me, 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 me. Yeah. And yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, the one thing on his, his record that will follow him through life. Um, and that's what like he almost took my life one night, more than one right. night. But this time he got caught. And um, they found that, and um, he tried to talk his way around it, um, even though it was broken down to a misdemeanor and they could have technically allowed it. They de delved further into it and found out we went to a therapist and that he was actually diagnosed in PD. Yeah, it's not, it's just not worth their investment uh, in, in somebody to take somebody on like that. So I'm, I'm glad that, that he didn't get in because 
Taking oh, I am too. That, that would have been horrifying. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on, Mandy. Thank you guys for always being here. I, I'm devoted supporter of all the work you guys do, and I, you guys are doing it spot on. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Thank cool. you, man. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Yeah, that, she, she, she brings up a really good point because uh, in the spectrum of the military practices, especially when you're a recruit and you first go in, it's about destroying your ego. It's about disciplining you to a point where you you're, you basically break into pieces. And if you were a narcissist or have those tendencies and you go into a practice like that, it's almost too much to handle that. Hey, you ain't shit. You can't do this. You can't do the boot camp thing. You can't do this at all. And I feel like, like you said, somebody with narcissism wouldn't be able, it's not worth their time to put themselves in a situation like that. Yeah. If they were truly, if they were psychopaths, they'd endure it to because they're goal orientated if they're narcissistic and people aren't kissing their ass then they probably wouldn't be able to tolerate it long enough the interesting thing with all of this is that the standard way of uh, training troops today um, across the globe is british it's it's a british system and the brits were the forerunners for mind control and psyops we pretty much invented the the um, the discipline the all all of the nations have taken it and worked with it and now have taken it probably beyond uh, the british standard but it was our original formation we took ideas that the prussians and the french had developed and then we we honed it we fine-tuned it i would argue that there is um, a system put in place by the british nobility to take working class or lower people, people who weren't even working class, they would have been like homeless, they would have had nothing, and putting them on the front lines and turning them into narcissistic psychopaths. But they needed them very young. They needed to force them under pain of imprisonment or of being sent to the colonies to be basically indentured slaves in Australia or America. And that's why it's called the infantry, because they wanted infants. They wanted oh, infants. I see. Okay. So the idea, the idea of the child soldier is not an African creation at all. The African uh, generals didn't come up with that. They modeled that from the abuse of the Brits, of the uh, British uh, people. So there you go. There's some historical facts for y'all. Yeah, infantry. Wow. Infantry. You don't want to join the infantry. So when you, if you come on, guys, afterwards, um, there's a button here. And I have to um, kick you from the studio. I don't know what message it gives you because I've never done this before. So if it says you've been kicked out, it's not because you've been bad. It's just because there's a bunch of faces underneath. So I have to I have to keep clearing it. If anybody else wants to join, I'm going to give them the link again, Pierre. How, how, how are you feeling about this? I feel great, man. Look at me. Uh, so there it is it's there in the comments again if you want to join you're very welcome Faisal you 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 went came back go on about this uh, I've been calling coronavirus Voldemort because it's he who must not be named and uh, I'll demonetize if I use it but in here I guess it's fine but uh, I just found a video game online called The Division 2 it's a Tom Clancy game it's a SWAT shooter basically and they basically the whole storyline is based on a pandemic that's released in a very very similar fashion to how corona was done they they even mocked up the the news reporting the uh, 
uh, what's called the reactions and all the stuff that would be considered predictive programming. It's really, really right. insane the detail that they put in this game. What's that called? The, uh, the Division Two. Okay. So at the very beginning of the game, you had two people that discuss the the pandemic and they're like oh it's just the swine fluid nothing's bigger than this it's fine this has happened so many times it's it's not a problem and that's exactly how this thing transpired too which is really really interesting it's weird isn't it how it's playing out in accordance with uh, certain people's um simulations really coincidental is that the word i don't know yes, it's just a coincidence Pierre. it's all a big coincidence yeah, it, it's pretty trippy. I saw that and I was just like, "No way! There's no way." How yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's there are some some things a uh, little too much to be to be a coincidence. Yuji Rose says, uh, "You can pin it." Are you? I, uh, I'm just going to go and pin the the link, Pierre, on our uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know you could do that. Or you could put it in the comments, right? Pinning. I can't pin it. Oh, I can put it down there. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can put it underneath, right? There's going to be a black screen there. <laughs> Why am I stupid? <laughs> Duh. Is, there to, is there supposed to be somebody in the room right now? Um, let me see. Is there, in the room? <laughs> is there anybody here? Sure. Uh, okay. Um, let's hello. See. I heard somebody. Oh! Hello, hello, hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I, I'm good, but I can't see myself. I can't see you either. It gave me a message saying, device is not connected. I, I think I've got a, a dodgy connection. Oh, okay. Well, but we can hear you, though. If you, if you have something to ask or something, we can, uh, we can chat. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, so much to ask you, Richard. Um, it's, um, I've, I've, I've been following you for quite a while. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you've um, watched the um, David Icke interview that happened recently on uh, London Real. Yes, uh, uh, you have. Yeah. Well, I was actually I was actually filming at David Icke Studios uh, earlier this week for that three days. Yeah, I, I missed most of what you said there. My connection's poor. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I used to think he was a complete nut job, but. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I remember as a teenager, um, we, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old now, so I'm not too far from yourself. Um, and I remember watching uh, a VHS uh, of um, uh, him talking about uh, how a lot of the stuff that happens in China ends up happening in the West sort of a decade or so afterwards. And um, I, I used to think that that's like, the, the the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and obviously everyone else used to think the same thing that he's just some sort of um some sort of crazy um sort of nut job that um, just comes out with these conspiracy theories. But then a lot of the stuff that he mentioned in that interview, it's it's creepy how sort of um a lot of the stuff has come to fruition and is becoming reality. And I don't know, it's um. It's really creepy because um, we're, we're living in such uh, unusual and unprecedented times as well. It is creepy. I think for people who've been um, submerged in it for a while, uh, it's not it's not particularly 
it's not as creepy. Like we know the game, we know the playbook, we know the game plan. So it's uh, for, for like for me, I'm just like, oh well, I guess they're going to do this now. I guess this is the next thing that's on the table. And the only thing that freaked me out was the speed with which it was happening, and the fact that we had reporters on BBC saying, well, in America and in the United Kingdom, the powerhouses of capitalism in the world, capitalism is now effectively dead. That was reported on the BBC, and I went, oh, shit, because that's brazen. When they're sneaky, I'm not too fussed, but when they get brazen, I get a bit uh, panicky then. But I don't know how brazen this really can get i think this is probably the peak of brazenness for this particular outing yeah i apologize if i'm cutting into because um i'm getting sort of uh, intermittent signal but the the other thing i was going to say is that um it's it's almost like scripted the way the media is trying to the world health organization and other institutions are they're they're saying how look, look at the way china dealt with it Look at the way they're using the mobile phone technology to to find out who you've been seeing, and and then they they they, they check to see who's who who you've sort of um, had contact with, and then they contact those people to find out whether or not they've been infected, and then you know it's like w- what's the next step? What are, what are they going to do? Are, are we going to are we going to have this Orwellian sort of um, society in the whole world? Um, it's just yeah yes and. It's, it's it's sort of this this um that that the master slave dynamic that you talk about quite a lot which um it's almost like a, the master slave dynamic writ large it is and it's uh it's very it's very very deliberate um sorry Fazal, we lost lost your signal there a little bit yeah i wanted yeah. to add on something that uh He's mentioning that they're basically looking at China or our media is looking at China as an example of what we should do, which I was going to bring up during this live stream. I've been following up with a few videos here and there in terms of uh, just coverage about it. Goodbye, Richard. I guess it's just me in the chat now. <laughs> but um, so a lot of the a lot of the news coverage now is looking at China as like some some weird role model or a lead example of how we should interact in terms of containing the pandemic, which is really weird because the whole thing started from China. And I feel like we would at least hold some sort of adversity or some sort of negativity towards them, but rather now because they have a very, very restrictive communist system in place that's almost like a dictatorship. It's weird how everybody in the West and the media right now is looking at China to be the example of what we should do. Where the hell did Richard go? <laughs> what the hell, man? Where'd you go? What are you doing? <laughs> I, do, I do apologize. My, uh, my, my power went out. Oh, it's still not on. Wait. No, I can hear I, you. I agree. I agreed with everything you said. I'll be back in one second. It starts still not back. All right. Looks like it's PRXO hour again. All right. Time to really shine. Anyway. So. <laughs> it's the front load. It's, it's the, the flip forward hour. I'll take an album. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. We're, we're now looking at China as some sort of role model and example of how we should handle things, which is basically implying, oh, we what they're doing is instilling big brother to handle all of your issues and you should listen to them because well, they have, they, use, 
Yeah, they're using apps in uh, China and in South Korea to track who you've been talking to, to see, uh, to check the spread of the virus. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. You're doing it for our safety. They always take away our liberties for our safety. It's yeah. all for your safety. Ah, okay, track me and track who I've been talking to. Obviously, we had to listen to what you were saying for your safety, for yeah, your but, safety. But even outside of the app, they're pointing at the fact that everyone's really obedient. They're staying inside. They're not leaving the house. They're listening to every single rule in the book. And this is how yeah, – Because they'll be killed otherwise. Exactly. And now we're strangely – you know what's fucking weird is that there's very, very little criticism in terms of China in general at the moment. It's no incredible. One, it's no incredible. One really, dude, are you fucking kidding me, dude? It's incredible. <laughs> they spread a worldwide virus and shut down the entire economy. And you're telling me that nobody is putting themselves out there to criticize what the fuck they've been doing? Dude, don't be so racist, you racing car driver of the and race of racism. And that's exactly what they're using against everybody. This whole SBPC Racist! <laughs> well, the thing is, that's why I'm talking about it, because I can. I'm <laughs> at least more than alien. I have a bit of Asian genetics in me, you know? And I'm like, yo, dude, what the fuck did they just do to the entire world? Yeah. And you're talking, we're looking at them as an example after that happened. Yeah, including lying about the outbreak to the point that endangered everybody else. Because if they told the truth from the get-go and not suppressed the young doctor who then mysteriously died, who was trying to tell people about it, um, we would have been better prepared for it. No, it's 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 shocking the way China has behaved and continues to behave, and it's in, it's rank hypocrisy that the media doesn't doesn't actually call them out for it never never criticizes them never says anything and is actually praising them for it it's it's, oh, it's monstrous i wonder why maybe it's because of some sort of financial involvement when it comes to china and the west perhaps it could involve money could it not money surely i am um, i when i was uh, with my ex who was uh, she's she's nationally malaysian but she's chinese and uh, I stayed with her uh, in her house, in her parents' house uh, once. And I had this really long, weird dream that felt prophetic and it scared the shit out of me. And it was that the, the United Kingdom was flooding and everybody crawled onto the roofs of their houses because the flood was so strong. And we were rescued by uh, the People's Republic of China who came in hot air balloons and were shouting down at us in Mandarin. Uh, and giving us instructions and then all these soldiers came and we were like oh thank god the chinese have saved us they've saved us thank you thank you and i was like no 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 they're rounding us up into camps <laughs> jesus Christ. that was 2010 that was 2010 now in jungian psychology yeah what right. would what would the flood be the flood would be uh emotion and too much emotion but in chinese magic it would be money it would be money and the simple fact is that the West, in terms of debt, um, is pretty much effectively owned by China because right. they've got, uh, in the economic battle, they had a superior strategy and it goes back decades, mm -hmm. decades. They didn't just pop out like, hey, we're the capitalist center of the world. We're creating more billionaires per capita than anywhere else by a long way. They've been at this for a long time. 
Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like, how do you, okay, so, like, this is a great example. Uh, you're born into a mansion with abusive parents, you know, well, I mean, yeah. what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to talk up to daddy and mommy who basically pays for your Supreme sneakers and your Gucci belts. And then your, your swimming pool and all these things when they literally provide you with a fucking mansion where you can do your debauchery. Oh, in. Yeah. You can't like, do that. You're not going to, you're not going to criticize them. Why the hell would you do that? No, it would, it would, it, would uh, it, it, it doesn't work. So we really need to know what the financial relationships are. Another layer of nuance to this that most people won't know is that if you're not from mainland China, if you're from Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong, or Taiwan, there is a, an, an animosity. So I was living with people speaking Cantonese, not Mandarin, and there is like an already a suspicion and an animosity towards the uh, People's Republic of China. Uh, the the government, not so much the people. Therefore, yeah, I, I I just I just I just find it really bewildering the fact that you we're hearing no criticism towards China and in a lot of ways, and it just incredible mind because incredible. they are literally not even trying to play political games here. They are in the most literal sense responsible for this outbreak. Absolutely, um, Nick. If you're ready to go, sir, give me a thumbs up. Cool. Let's jump him in. Hello, sir. Hey. How you uh, doing? How are uh, two of my favorite YouTubers today? Very good, sir. Very good. Glad to hear where your faves. Um. So, I had a few thoughts, and I wanted this relates also to narcissism, but also with the uh, the virus. So, like out here, middle of nowhere, Nebraska, most people aren't panicking. It's the bureaucrats panicking. The government's panicking. Most everybody else is like, it's just business as usual. No, no store. I can go to, I mean, the stores are closing earlier, but there's no runs on toilet paper, no runs on beans or canned goods or produce. It's, I mean, it, especially this part of the state, most people get sick at least two or three times out of the year anyway. So they're used to having a cold. Yeah. And I mean, I, I went into old people. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's just a cold. It doesn't matter. Um, funny thing, I, I went to the store yesterday, and uh, just for shits and giggles, I wore a hoodie. Really nice day out yesterday. I wore this also. And I, <laughs> nice. So, I don't even know how you got one, but uh, I'm glad I, you did. I went to the store that I go to, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's Nick. We should have figured. Um, <laughs> it's like nobody's panicking. I mean, there's a few people concerned, and right? But it's like... There, there is to a degree this sense of they're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop because yeah. it's such a long this is just this is just the jab you got to wait for the fucking right yeah. cross right yeah <laughs> as far as the narcissism stuff one thing I've noticed with myself uh, right now I'm studying to be a drug and alcohol counselor and a lot of the stuff to counseling of what not to do I was reading a, a chapter on like they have like ten or fifteen things of what not to do I looked through that whole list and I'm, I'm like. That's what my parents did. That's what my siblings did. That's what my teachers did. That I'm like, oh crap! No wonder I'm so messed up. Anyway, mm. but uh, you gotta just keep learning. You gotta keep getting over that. But one thing I've noticed, and this is gonna piss off, you know, any Christians or religious people. I'm not trying to. I know that there's some good people in all traditions. But one thing I one thing that disturbs me about this area and narcissists in general, it's like they're not. They're not fans of Christ for his message. They're sucking up to the boss's kid. They're afraid right. of the father, so they're going to suck up to him. They right. want forgiveness for themselves, 
but for everybody else, they want, you know, they want that wrath. And a narcissist, a narcissist will take forgiveness as permission. Right. Uh, they want the cattle to forgive each other, but then they want might makes right because that keeps them in power. Um, I've been lately making a lot of um, arguments for eye for an eye because if it's eye for an eye, that means if the king gets a dirty look from you, he doesn't get to kill you. Um, unfortunately, what we're seeing, even in a place like this, you know, middle America, uh, we're supposed to be the heartland. But, you know, not be sure what that even means at this point. It's that there's this overweening reverence for power. And they're trying to justify that. Because it's like they hear, oh, we get to have power, we get to have free stuff. They don't think, oh, wait a minute, there's going to be somebody above me who takes everything I have, who does what they want with me. Yeah, it's the, it's very very it's very very short sighted. Uh, people don't. Intelligence is one of the things that's going to be on the table after this crisis. Um, it's very impolite to talk about intelligence, and it's very ungracious to say somebody you're, you're, you're a bit thick. Um, but it's it's going to be one of the issues because we're going to see people's inability to think clearly and the consequence of that. Um, and there is a lot of rampant individualism, just in the sense of like people don't realize they live inside of an ecosystem. And one of the things you said there that I'd like to address is I predict this now. This particular PSYOP is going to flop harder than uh, Stop Coney did in 2012 because nobody's buying it, which is why and, – and it's because it's gone off half-cocked because they're inept. They're, they're completely fucking incompetent. They can't keep their stories straight. Um, and I'm not saying that there isn't a virus. There's absolutely a fucking oh, yeah. virus, and I'm not saying it's not dangerous, mm -hmm. but the response to this is – at this point, they're going to have a very hard time convincing people when our economic virus hits that it was worth it. A very, very hard time convincing people that it was worth it. Yeah. And I, I think I think one of the positive aspects of social media also at this point, as far as calming people down, is you see all this social media from places like New York or London or L.A. or wherever – where people are freaking out, stores are empty, but then there's also like a large group of people on Facebook, Instagram, etc. They're posting pictures of store shelves and saying, there's no run on anything. It's fine. Everything's going up business as usual. Stop freaking out. Stop. There are, there are even paid profiles on Instagram who are being paid to run panic posts yeah. because people aren't panicking enough. Mm -hmm. So they're going back. They're in their think tanks. They're like, fuck, nobody gives a shit. Well, I, we thought we thought they were thin-skinned and spoiled and they just wouldn't be able to handle it and they'd all fucking shit themselves. They don't care. What are we going to do? What they're doing, I have a beach behind me. And what they're doing is they're out walking their dogs, they're training, they're having a fucking great time, they're having a holiday. The police are patrolling around, sort of saying to people, should you be here? But it's not the law. You're, we're not breaking the law by being outside. It's not actually written into UK law yet that you can't go outside. Will it ever be? If it is, it would change the history of the legal system of the world. There was a precedent under which yeah. uh, the police had the power to lock you up in the United Kingdom for being outside. What the hell is this? Soviet Russia under Stalin. It's insane. They can't do it. So I, I think this whole thing is going to be a flop. 
but I don't think that means we should relax. There's a saying uh, from uh, the Japanese tradition of the samurai. They say, after the battle, tighten your helmet straps. So when all this passes and everybody goes, oh, the gym's open, I can go to work, watch your fucking sex. That's when it's going to be. When that's when we're all going to have to be like, okay, now be careful. Now, yeah. right now, I don't think I'm not scared at, at this well, moment. When we relax, that's when the liver shock comes. And one one last thing, because um, as far as this virus, I I've heard quite a few people in the uh, spiritual community basically say, well, they think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be gone and over by May, maybe even June, but at some point before the election, or you know. There, it's gonna. There's gonna be a second wave, and the thing is, is you look at these totalitarian, authoritarian types, these narcissist types. They love playing the long game. I mean, I I have narcissists who are still on me for things I said 15 years ago. I mean, these people are crazy. They play the long game. No, no victory is too small to pass up. Yeah. These people are vicious. I mean, they Absolutely. will, you know. Normal, healthy people have no concept of how somebody can be hunted and stopped. No, I, I, I 100, 100% agree. 100% agree. Nick, we've got a bunch of people waiting to come on. It was an absolute pleasure having you on, sir. Thank you. Please come on again next time. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you very much. You didn't get a word in edgeways there, Pierre, because I was talking all over the shop. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I like to be a fly on the wall when, and then I observe the information coming yeah. in. And I also don't know when to jump in because I'm I'm worried talking over anybody. It's 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 okay. It's uh, it's your show because it's your name's right there in the title. I'm also in the center. I'd be like, hold on, listen, stop, shut up, you guys. Serena, <laughs> <laughs> give me a thumbs up if you're ready to roll. That's two thumbs up. She's doubly ready to roll. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Bryn? Hey, Pierre. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. So put your head in shot. Uh, yeah. Am I right? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. So, um, apparently, I wanted to talk about uh what you guys talked about, like uh, the whole thing, Big Brother watching us. Um, will we eventually end up in like a world like from the book? 1984 don't worry that's never gonna happen because we won't let it happen because i'm kind of like uh like my country is going through like an economic crisis i'm not sure if you've heard about it it's suriname it's in south america and there have been like some strange things going on uh there are like uh, more cameras now on the streets uh our president has worked with like uh, uh people from china he has been there we technically can't fly over another country because or else we'll get arrested. So uh which yeah, which so, country are you in, sorry? Uh Suriname. In South and, America? Yeah, South America. Uh, That's today, a country a country called Suriname. Yeah. I'm an ignorant motherfucker. I never heard of a country. Where's it was where's it, where's it by the British and it was uh traded in for New York, like uh do, do I own a stock in it? <laughs> do I have some of that place? Where's it next to? Where the, the map uh, of my brain is gone? It's right above Brazil, like next okay. to French Guyana and uh regular Guyana, English Guyana, I don't know. <laughs> British Guyana. Guyana and then the other Guyana. Uh, <laughs> but apparently uh where was I? Oh yeah, currently all the schools are closed because yeah, 
there are eight people tested positive for corona and like 300 something are in quarantine at home um where was i with this oh yeah so today there are businesses on strike there's absolutely like almost like uh this bakery is on strike nobody actually went to buy food because yeah we have to like save up on food there's almost nothing left we, we still have stuff but there is like a little bit i might be exaggerating there but yeah so uh i'm, I'm a little bit jittery i'm a little no, bit excited it's okay. I think, so i recorded a podcast today i started one and it's covering this very very thing the thing is like i want to hear your uh, opinion richard on this but i do think things are, are attempting to lean that way because if you look at what's happening like you're saying all the businesses are going on strike and everything's closing down there's a police there's more police roaming on the streets and we're almost yeah. self-policing each other at this point are you socially distancing are you self-isolating enough are you doing and it's like you don't even need the police at this point which is what 1984 was uh saying in the book that's what you told me richard at least and um i think things are leaning that way but it's a matter of if we're willing to let it happen or not and i'm not exactly sure what the method is in terms of fighting that or combating it but uh it, i definitely think there's an attempt to make things sway that way i'm trying to find a new story i read today that's called how to avoid being shamed whilst out walking it was run by yeah. sky news did you yeah. see that one yeah. No, 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 no. But like that's that's basically what's happening. And they... it, it was it was less it was less. Um, I mean, 1984 was neighbor spying on neighbor, but it was such a ferocious police state that I think it was actually I think the police just just caught them uh, in 1984. I've not read 1984 for a while, but we're definitely looking at a situation that would have looked like uh, the Czech Republic under the communists, or indeed right. any European country under the communists, where it was neighbor reporting neighbor for being out for buying too much food for stockpiling uh what it, whatever it was um so yeah no i think there is there is a push towards getting people to police each other and make make their lives so much easier so much easier if, if they could do that but um what was your question sorry why why did you dis disagree by saying we wouldn't get to that point Oh, why we won't get to that point? Because because she was asking if things will lean that way, and you said you don't think that it will. I don't think it's going to get as bad as um, this young lady is worried that it okay. is. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think what she because you came you came on and you said about nineteen eighty four. Um, there are people who are aware of what's going on. It's very confusing. The type of warfare that's being waged against us is called asymmetric warfare and it's difficult to sort fact from fiction by design but there's not no resistance there is resistance there are people who can see what's going on and uh, and they're not falling for it thankfully they're in high ranking positions uh, in in positions of power across across the world so i don't think you need to worry about a 1984 style scenario but you should be you should be on your toes you should stay smart and up to date with with what's going on um, but don't lose hope because that's what they really want they really want you to lose hope and to despair and to be terrified um, so don't don't succumb to that because stuff is getting kind of difficult here uh the money has uh lost value like in, through inflation there are almost no uh 
coins available. Like, this is what our money looks like. But apparently, they started getting like uh, in the place of the coins, these mo this money from China, basically printed in Whoa. China. Wait, they it just looks like started... monopoly money, man. Did they just started circulating that now? Uh, it's already like been a few months. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, it, it's worth nothing. Like nobody wants to pay with it. Nobody wants. To, like... Whoa, wait, wait, hold on. A few months ago, they start they changed the currency into something that was. Would you say made in China or it yeah, has made in China? Okay, no way. That that's kind of creepy. There's oh some God. weird stuff going on around here. Uh, I'm gonna have to like probably talk to you guys more in depth about it, like in a, another time, and actually look at the facts more. Because now, well, I think I think the fact that you're holding money that was made in China that started circulating two months ago speaks for itself. Did that's, was that's... this announced at all, or did it just start popping? It was up? announced. It was announced. What was the reasoning for that? Because yeah, there, there's no more change. Like there are no more coins like circulating, so they decide. Who is your president? Who is who is in charge? Where can I write? Like, uh, okay. what's his name? Desiree Delano Bouterso. I'm sorry. He was uh, he Desiree Delano Bouterso. He was uh, a pair, He started a uh, a coup. Estás hablando en en español, no? No, we're not. Uh, we don't speak Spanish. We actually speak Dutch. Who? <laughs> yeah. But that name that you said, I I thought you were just saying it in Spanish in a really. It's not in Spanish. It's just uh, yeah, that's Bal his name. Baltazar. Uh, Baltazar. Okay, okay. So Dutch is your first language, is it? Yeah, Dutch is my first language. Whoa! I am learning a lot. Yeah, what an interesting country. So okay. Mm -hmm. So they just randomly announced that we don't have coins anymore. Uh, China helps is helping us out by printing money for us now, basically. 2015, they basically sold the gold that was supposed to like, uh, you know, the value of money is like compared to like that of gold and like some, some weird thing that I didn't go too deep into. But like they sold that for I don't know why. And then they started printing out more money and... Uh, yeah, through inflation, more things have gotten expensive, like small things. And uh, only like rich people, like not only rich people, but uh, people with more money can actually like buy these things. Now it's like harder to get food because let's say you want chips and you see that chips has gone from $1 to like $5. Okay, so that I had no idea that that's even possible like, i didn't people know that here are worried we're gonna end up like venezuela okay. yeah like, everybody here is worried like that we might not have any food tomorrow like we started planting stuff in the backyard uh i was raising a couple of quails see if i can get, still get any meat so yeah i'm i'm reading the uh, there's a piece uh on uh why china is it's in south america so i'm just i was just reading now um i would hope that watch because apparently china wants to replicate this in other um south american countries that they would be uh present and helping uh so that they can say oh look we're we're in charge we're helping out here but it's a situation i don't know anything about i don't know anything about it and i i'm 
pretty shocked that China is printing money for a South American country. That is amazing. I would like to talk with you more about this like when we have more time and more more time to look at the facts mm -hmm. because I'm just naming stuff on the top, from the top of my head and yeah I need to do a couple of hours of research before we have that conversation yes. yeah well, so this is my little yeah, thanks for something. bringing that up and talking to us Rain. it's good seeing you your hair looks good <laughs> thank you yeah I'm liking those PI style braids that's awesome <laughs> You can get these done here anywhere. Like in the city, there are a bunch of women who do this. So, I, but that sounded like you inviting me to go there to just get it I done. I don't you, think it would look great with braids, Richard. Come on now. So, I'm You're not next. sure. You're I'm not sure. Get them some, <laughs> get them some braids. <laughs> it's lovely to have you on. Please come on again. Thank you. Bye, Rin. Goodbye. Speak to you soon. Bye, Cheers. Bye, Richard. Well, she wow, was saying bye, Richard, and I kicked her out. Sorry, Zareen, sorry. <laughs> um, that blew my mind. I can't that's fucking blowing my mind. That's not good. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Are you serious? I think it's it's going to be fine. <laughs> that's crazy. No, they were just like, hey, um, we're going to go ahead and make your money now. Uh, a few months later, we're going to uh, – oops. <laughs> a few months later. I, 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 don't, I don't think uh, we're being told what – and I don't know enough about it. I know a couple of journalists. Maybe I should get them on with us. There's a guy I know who, who's worked a lot for Russia today, and he would know all about this. He's a super smart dude from, from upstate New York, um, about your age. I'll, I'll, I'll get him on. Think about this. The fact that you didn't even know where Suriname is or anything about it at all, right? That's the perfect location to really start putting your footprint in and like really start shifting the infrastructure because no one's going to talk about it. No one's going to speak up. No one knows. Would you remember we had that conversation where I said to you, it was like sometime early last year, it's probably this time last year, I was just like, uh, uh, apparently there's American troops in Africa now. Yeah, there's a couple yeah, of thousand yeah. of them. And I'm like, what? You can't, what? You can't just put troops down yeah. in, a, in a, a foreign sovereign nation without voting on it or saying anything. You can't just do that. Oh, I'm not up on it. Oh, say that again. You froze a little bit. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know enough about this, but obviously the economic war between America and China is way further escalated than I'm aware of. But They're obviously taking over countries. They're taking over the map. But you not knowing about it as fully aware as you are about the state of the world says so much about it though. I mean, I'm, like I'm, I'm not anymore, mate. I've, I've kind of, I, I tune it out. I used to be, I used to be up on it, but I don't know. But still, I, you are, you are more informed than what, like 50% of the population that doesn't even bother to look into this shit in the first. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But yeah. like, but I mean, that proves a point. It's like, okay, Suriname. Oh, well, no one really talks about it. And I don't think there will be anybody in that country that will speak up about it. I don't think any fucking influencers that have L.A. power like Jake Paul or Tana is going to fucking know about this thing, too. So it's the perfect place to begin. And I'm wondering, OK, if this happened in this small country called Suriname, what other places have they started putting their footprint in? Well, this this article that I'll I'll, I'll have a I'll send you the link to afterwards is saying it's a, they're testing it out for other Amazonian countries. Oh, great. They, they, they've already, so this is the test bed. They're like, okay, we'll start here and then we'll move it out from there. Um, so, okay, so here's a hypothetical. If they're putting the money out right now to replace their fucking, I don't know, gold standard or whatever you want to call it. I don't know too much about economics, but let's just say that. 
So if she, they have, she, gold, she didn't mention the gold, didn't she? Did she yeah, say they she, moved the gold? They sold the gold value or some sort of thing and started placing it. Okay. So then imagine this: if China's making the money, and at any point with the dictatorial standard of how that country's ran, and I don't know economics enough to say it, but couldn't they just like? Move the value of that one note eventually, and maybe that's what that's what was promised. Like, hey, this money that we printed for you, it's worth nothing right now, but yeah. after we sell our stocks, after this Corona thing happens, it's going to be worth a lot. Yes. But now we just improved your economy. Yeah, I mean, it's if you can do it, and you've got the money, and the country agrees to it, and it's all done through democratic voting. But as I say, I didn't even know there was a Dutch-speaking country in South America. I had no no idea. Yo, here here's like if my mom sees this, she's gonna fucking smack me around the head. She's big here, on geography. Here's a conspiratorial uh, analogy, right? So, if, say for example, like your dad gives you a Pokemon card, right? And it's a Pikachu, holographic Pikachu, and it's worth nothing right now, right? And he's like, hey, just just hold on to this. And just keep it to you in a few years i'll come back to you that thing is going to be worth a lot and then he goes out and just burns the rest of the pikachu cards it's like oh you have the last pikachu card here yeah. go ahead and sell it now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah now now you have something that's worth something yeah i mean a lot a lot of these countries that they're going into right now it is because they have stuff they have resources that they can take out of the earth and mine it and and, and use it um I'm, I'm a little bit i'm in shock i'm like well i don't really know how to process that yeah um i as much as uh, i mean to her question if things are going to go that way i think things are going that way but to the extent i'm not exactly sure but we should we should we have to stay vigilant not to panic we have to stay vigilant you know yeah. it, it's the complete opposite of panic it's composure yeah yeah absolutely stay vigilant and and you've got to Try and stay optimistic as well. You've got to try and stay hopeful. Unsilent Storms has been waiting for an Aeon to pass. Unsilent Storms, are you ready? Give us a thumbs up, mate. Yes. Okie dokie. Hello, sir. Hey. Hey. Nice to see you guys. Um, love yourself, Richard. Uh, found out uh, Found out about Pierre from Richard. And I love yourself, Pierre, too. Um, yeah, I'm just out here embracing the inevitable dystopian uh future <laughs> and that's about it really but um ah, um crap i i have a lot of things that i would say and i don't know where to begin but there is like so much with this like uh what would you call it like whole corona thing that i've just been like um i guess attacking online because it's like getting a bit ridiculous and a bit out of hand and um, I've been and like uh, you guys have been talking obviously a lot about the um, uh, the what was that stream you guys did with the like draconian government stuff that you're going on? Uh, yeah, we've we've covered that a few times. I think yeah. like draconian government me government measures and yeah, yeah. yeah um, that was a great stream. You guys should put that up on your channel. Oh, and, on Instagram. Um, yeah, so yeah, for Instagram. Like, yeah, ago, Richard. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was like that, a couple that one, days that ago. one, that one was lost like tears in the rain. Instagram wouldn't let me save it. <laughs> Damn, that's too bad. But yeah, um, it uh, it's actually weird because I've been like, you know, I've been following a lot of this stuff for like a long time. My dad, he's like 
he was really into Alex. Um, he was really into Alex Jones. But like I, I wasn't like a huge conspiracy person. But I, I'm the kind of guy who I'm like, I, I have like a bit of a cynical approach to things. So I'm like, there's a fundamental part of like I guess like cynicism that is like very, um, what's the word like, integral to being like in tune with nature. And once you start to step out of that, like you start like leaving that zone, right? And um, I feel like, you know, with the way that everything has been moving, it's very inevitable that there's some kind of agenda behind it because there's only so much that humans in their individual state actually like crave to go beyond. And I feel like we've kind of created the system to um, like bring about a very unnatural state of like, I guess, human consciousness or human like productivity. And uh, because of that, I've, I've, I guess I've held very strong views on um, like the consequence of all these things, uh, knowing that there's kind of an agenda behind it and seeing that through. And um, I think that uh, when it comes like to this whole like coronavirus thing, like I was actually predicting this like just a year ago because I realized I'm like, oh, it's like 2020. And I'm like, uh, what happened last century? And because I've been into a lot of this stuff, like before, because as I said, my dad was like into Alex Jones and shit. And um, uh, I ended up researching stuff from like him. And then I started discovering like a lot about like um, counterintelligence agents who are like fake conspiracy people. They get put out there to like, you know, dupe people. And you can like actually see that this is something that goes on and people like don't realize that they're being manipulated even from like an alternative media point of view right and um when i got into this stuff like i just really like i'm i'm i i consider myself like a very creative thinker and um like i tune into this shit and like i have a very meta analysis kind of attitude about things right so one of the things like i kind of like I guess clued into with all this. I looked like back a century. I'm like, what happened? Well, we had the, you know, the depression of uh, 1920, 1921. And um, uh, one of the things that I, I guess, suspected is that the economy was going to crash like at some point in this decade, maybe early on, because we had the Great Depression in 1929. I'm like, something is going to happen. I'm like, and if they tell people that it was just a coincidence, it's just history repeating itself. I'm like, people would just buy it, right? And now we're over here, and it's like barely a year later, and we already see that the economy's crashing. Coronavirus has come around. Um, only like 18,000 people have died or something like that. And, you know, when you compare that to the flu, you've got like 650,000 people a year, roughly, who die from the flu. And um, corona is obviously a bit deadlier, but it's being overvalued i think like or over um people are kind of like over uh they're giving it a bit more credibility than it has and like a lot of these people are dying because you know as you know they've got um autoimmune problems underlying uh, uh health issues and um you know poor immune systems and all kinds of stuff and like it was like the things the same thing that actually killed a lot of people with the spanish flu and not in uh in, after World War One, because a lot of them lived in very unhygienic conditions, 
the soldiers and they were traumatized and they were unhealthy. So, you know, you put that together and you get like 60 million people dead. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of crazy stuff going on. But um, now we're here and a lot of this stuff is happening. And um, I'm just like, crap. I'm like, I, I want to run away to like South America. And then all of a sudden she's talking about the South America thing. There, mate. You're not safe there. I looked on a map. It seems like uh, Russia's, Russia's pretty good for now. Uh, Greenland. Yeah. Greenland's not too bad. Maybe it goes somewhere very hot, but even even my mates in Dubai say it's all shut down there. So I don't know where. Yeah, and and yeah, and you guys were just talking about the whole South America thing, and you know that that's kind of interesting because um, uh, my dad he's like really into like you know gold and silver and shit like that, and one of the things that he uh, mentioned or he showed me this news article how China was like stealth buying U.S. gold. And um, he believes that they might be trying to uh, bring the world back to a gold standard with their currency as like the main kind of thing. And I don't know how credible that is, but it's something to consider, I guess. Who, who, who does he think? It, who does he think is trying to do that? He thinks the Chinese government is, but I don't know if I buy that mm, for several is, reasons. If, if they're if they're doing, um, it is their policy. They're very, very, very against fiat currency. They're very, very against lending on the basis of nothing. There are different, Fair. different, different cultures, different philosophies, different religions. Even have yep. specific ways of doing banking, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they really, really don't like it. So I'm not saying that they are. I would at least look at the possibility that the Chinese government would want to reset the world economy back to mm-hmm. uh, a gold standard because what we've got is lunacy really like in the west what we have is 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 insane and and it puts a lot of power into the hands of the government because a fiat currency means the government chooses what it's worth right yep but um honestly my like from this whole experience my suspicion is that we're uh they're trying to push everyone to that you know that one world government that um that and this is another thing that i was kind of predicting too but with bitcoin you know i looked up into bitcoin and there's a bunch of red flags about it and um there's people even shilling for it like uh this one cryptocurrency dude online i can't remember his name but um if you look in like in in the background in the history of it um the guy who created it who was supposedly japanese like his name translates from japanese to meaning central of origin and someone who's intelligent, which when you put it together, it means central intelligence, right? Um, people said that the code is like way too refined um, to to be, uh, what's it called? The, the code is way too refined to have been made by one person and it had to have been like either an incredibly intelligent person or like a group of people because no one would have been able to like accomplish some of the sophistication of the code. And when people like looked at the slang he used online and the times that he logged his hours, they roughly estimated that he was like probably around America or like the UK. And um, so a lot of people are thinking that, you know, it's a, a CIA kind of thing. So one of the ideas that I had in my head from looking into it is that they were developing this as a prototype currency 
for what they want to bring in the future. And this was back around 2013 or 2014. And I told my friend that we'll probably start seeing some of this stuff coming around 2017, 2020. And then I only found out about ID 2020 um, just like a couple weeks ago. And ID 2020, as you've probably looked into, is being developed by like Bill Gates. And um, he's also the same guy that's been, you know, pushing for the whole vaccination thing. And then they're starting to, uh, like, really push away the idea of using money because, oh, you can get the coronavirus, you know, by spreading it, if, by using currency. Yeah, so, that, that's, that's happening in the UK. In a lot of places, they're saying, no cash. We only want you to use your card. So it's, that's, you know, that, that is already uh, happening. Um, Mr. Stormzy. Yep. It's been a great pleasure speaking to you. We do have yep. other people waiting, so we are going to have to okay. bounce. But please do come on again next time we're on. Yeah, I will for sure. All right, have Thank a good you, one. Sir. Cheers. Thank you. Roxanne, uh, please please wait there, Roxanne. I'm going to bring you on in a second. Pierre, what do you think of what that gentleman has said? Yeah, so there's a, he was mentioning agendas and stuff. And as somebody who did dwell in the conspiracy theory quite a bit, it was mostly just through, for the sake of like sci-fi entertainment, but it was actually on the basis of reality. I just used it because it was really, really fascinating. But in terms of having everything, everything having an agenda, it's hard to tell what really does and what really doesn't. I mean, there's a lot of theories pointing out that, okay, maybe Corona's man-made, maybe it was done on purpose, maybe it's actually 5G and all these other things for this particular reason to end up in this, you know, result. Um, we don't know. I mean, we can, we can research all we want and things might point a particular way. But what I will say, I think there is multiple agendas in play since the outbreak happened. I don't know if there was an agenda to spread it. I don't know if it's man-made. I don't know if it's on purpose. But now that it is in play, somebody has an agenda. Does I don't know who it is. Maybe it's a toilet paper conglomerate. Maybe they're the ones that like are really investing right now. They have an agenda to just load up on stocks at the moment or whatever you want to talk about. And there are many other places that have their own agenda and other people that have their agendas. And then there's a whole spectrum of how big or small it can. I mean, preppers have their own agenda too. You know, they want to prepare to get canned food for you know the apocalypse. But there are definitely medical industries, toilet paper industries, hand sanitizer, the government from different countries that definitely have an agenda now, for sure. Uh, I noticed Roxanne was nodding furiously. Uh, are you ready to go in, Roxanne? Cool. Nodding furiously. Hi. Yes, because Hello. I stand. Hi, uh, I stand uh, behind Pierre's point of view. And uh, I, won't, I won't get into economics because for me, economics is a bit of, well, the expression would be Chinese, but I would not say Chinese now because that would get misinterpreted. <laughs> Too appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not appropriate at the moment. Um, so I speak to you, I would like to speak to you all actually from a medical point of view, because uh, there... I don't, I, as I said, I don't know about the economics. I suspect that because of this situation, however it may have started, people will profit from it. I'm, I am very sure of that in one way or another. But from the medical point of view, as it, as, um, because I come from a country which has a lot of people that work outside the country, I'm Romanian, a lot of our doctors now work abroad. 
when the situation started, major groups of doctors have been put together on Facebook. And uh, we get a lot of information because we have a lot of Romanians out there. And everybody's pitching in from each country, from France, from UK, from Germany, from Norway, everywhere in Europe. And unfortunately, what I have been seeing in the past three weeks is that every single country is outrun by it. And nobody can actually deal with it properly. Nobody has the proper equipment. Nobody has the proper ways of protecting their own people. Nobody was ready for this or could have been ready for this. Yes, if you, if you want to do the statistics, the statistics of how many people die from the flu and how many people will die from the coronavirus, yes, probably the, the, the population that will die is not as high, but when they all die at once, it's yeah. a problem yeah. for the administration. Hospitals cannot handle this all at once, and a lot of people die because they would have needed help, but they won't be able to get it now. I, I was I was forced to study statist statistics as part of my psychology degree on the pain of torture, and it was torture to do. <laughs> yes, it um, is for us as I, well. Yeah, and I can see the mistakes being made, and it oh, is a mistake oh to compare mortality rates as though that's the defining thing that makes it dangerous. So I started comparing critical case rates because okay. if you have a hospital that is full of people who need machinery and four or five staff to be kept alive hour by hour, the hospital will collapse. In the yes. United Kingdom today, the government sent out a thing saying they need for the National Health Service volunteers. I've just volunteered today. So I'll be allowed to help out from okay. Friday. Okay. So we'll be transporting patients to and from home, delivering medicine and delivering food. Any any citizen can do it as long as you're not a nutter or a criminal. And uh, thankfully, I'm neither. Um, because I can see the system creaking. The truck drivers, mm -hmm. that system will creak. The shops, the system will creak. And um, the NHS, the National Health Service system will creak. And also because outside of the statistics, if you show up to work with a sore throat and a cold, I have to send you home for 14 days. And you're a nurse. You're my favorite doctor. You're gone. 14 days, you're gone. Now, we replicate that 10,000 times, 10,000 medical staff, 14 days. And yes, we could have a crisis. I'll prob I'll, you'll probably see me in three weeks in scrubs with a mask on, trying to do a job that should be done by a doctor. Going, Sorry, dude, I'm just a fucking volunteer. I'm going to do what I can. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you. And it was a mistake I made in the beginning was to compare mortality rates as though that was the final word on it. And it, it, it isn't. It isn't. Just, there's a finite number of doctors. Yes. And I have another thing to say about that. So I think it's a bit of an ugly truth that probably governments will not really concede to it. But speaking to my colleagues in the field and also the way that the testing is being made in poorer countries, just like Romania is, but our neighbors as well. And I think basically everywhere, because nobody, nobody can have millions of tests. Mm -hmm. um, public health workers, doctors like myself, nurses, people will not be tested because they will be as expected, there will be expected for them to actually be, actually be positive. You cannot send your soldiers home. No. 
the doctors need to be there. Yeah. And no, you will not be going into an OR. <laughs> you will not be suiting up because the doctors, even if they're sick, they still work. And I've yes. heard that from my colleagues in uh, France and in the UK. Even if you're sick, you're going to keep working. And and there is, um, did you, your finger's on the pulse for this because of your job. Did you see the research that came out of Greenland that suggested it could be as high as 50% of people who get sick with it might be asymptomatic? Yes, of course, which, yes. Which might mean that you're fine, and we don't know yet. If you're asymptomatic, you might not be contagious. You might not carry it on. We don't know yet. We don't have the, the data for that. We will never know for sure, especially right now, because even us as workers, maybe we carry it and we pass it on. So we would need protection, but protection is not available as it should be. So right. each, we all we, we all started improvising. I mean, Romanians can be very creative. They use Coca-Cola box to make visors or however they're called. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's really it has a very funny side to it in a very gruesome way. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah it it will happen, and uh, a lot of doctors will die. And I expect that doctors in the, because there's not a selection being made. The government doesn't care if you're 57 and you have to work in the front lines. They will send you anyway. Oh, they're bringing doctors out of retirement now. So doctors definitely yeah. will die across the globe. Yeah. Uh, old doctors who feel called to, to, to come back will, will definitely die. Yes. So that's coming and be safe, guys. And good Thank luck you. to you with the NHS. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good luck in Romania. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Um, Multimask to that lady for coming on. Uh, did she say she was a doctor? I think she. I, I didn't catch that. She's in the medical so. industry. I'm not sure what she. I does. think she said doctor. Doctors like myself. Okay. Doctors okay. like myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting situation as far as that goes. Um, it will definitely get messier over the next uh month yeah, everyone's saying that she is a doctor so okay yeah okay. yeah so we have confirmation then from a lot of medical professionals that this thing is fucking real it's it's serious oh it's 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 all it's always been it's always been real it's always been serious it's whether the 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 opposing side of the argument is is whether the economic crisis that we plunge ourselves into will have been worth it or there are people who say if we if we couldn't detect it uh we would have just had a really really bad time and just gone wow these this flu is terrible it's fucking everybody's really and there would have been a, probably a worse crisis but the question would be it's back to economics every time and then people will say that's terribly callous because you're weighing human lives against economics but if the economic system crashes especially in uh eastern european companies uh countries like Czech Republic, Romania, that are the poor end of the spectrum, people are definitely going to die from that. They'll definitely die from an economic crash as well. Yeah. A very, is, is there someone waiting right now? Um, there is UG Rose is, is ready oh, to jump no in. UG Rose, are you ready? Oh my God. She looks like she might be frozen. Let's, let's get her on and see. UG Rose. And you did her dirty. Bring it in here when she's frozen. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Can y'all hear oh. me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, my bad. I have like really horrible reception, so work with me, guys. But how are you? Good. Good to hear from you. 
Not bad. Good to hear from you too. Good to hear from you too. I'm glad that you're both doing well. Hope that everybody else in the fam is doing well. Self self quarantining and keeping, you know, twenty mile distance between you and the next person. <laughs> how, how, how does, how does that work in Brooklyn? How does that work there? <laughs> it's damn near impossible in New York, which is why cases are spiking. We're like now like yeah, deemed right. to be the next epicenter mm-hmm. for all this all these shenanigans and um I actually uh, wondered, I was, I was discussing it in the chat with um, Measure Twice and Pam and Marina, a couple other people, how do you feel that the Federal Reserve is about to issue like the next largest economic bailout for all these huge corporations that pretty much just irresponsibly invested and now they're going to you know, prop up their poor investments and pass the buck to the regular person? So amidst everything that's happening with all these businesses being closed, we are definitely feels like we're being primed for the next uh, economic shutdown, freeze, whatever they're going to call it. I am. Um, I, I spent some time with a man who was the minister for um, he's, he's been in banking all his life and he was the minister for economics, I think, for the Turks and Caicos Islands. And uh, he's he's a very jolly British intellectual, and he likes to get very drunk. And uh, one day when he was particularly drunk, he explained to me the nature of capitalism is that recessions are inevitable. So the smart Mm -hmm. thing to do would be to create them like a controlled explosion and to have your hands around them, to profit from them as much as possible, and then to plunge back into the, the system that creates them. What we have, he explained to me, cannot last. It's not a long-term strategy for running a currency. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I believe that... Um, go ahead, Pierre. My apologies. No, no, I, I just wanted to ask another question to both of you guys. Like, Do you think that getting the stimulus package will actually do anything? Or is this just a symbolic act just to make sure that people aren't, don't freak out? It's a, it's a beautiful question, because, but, but it's like a therapeutic <laughs> question. Everything goes against time. So... For 10 years, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fantastic. But for 100 years, it's bullshit. It doesn't, it's, it's just feeding into the system. Right. I kind of, I never get a good feeling personally when the government starts giving away money. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> feel like it's like hush money. Like, okay, shut up and take this $1,000 while we push this ice pick into your windpipe very slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll promise not to disturb, you know, your Netflix and your TikTok and all the other things that we're, you know, that we've given you to distract yourself, we're going to kind of do our best to placate you, but this is going to be a blow that is going, that could de-dollarize us, and once we're de-dollarized, you know, I, I kind of worry about the fact that we've had so many people laid off. My sister is a medical professional. She's stuck at home, um, so she's worried about her future. Lots of companies have had to dump employees so what's going to happen when we try to go back to a regular course of life and none of that is possible because how many people have lost their jobs the dollar is weak markets are slow like i said it just seems like we're we're primed for a meltdown yeah Yeah, in in my head i mean it just seems like a symbolic gesture to hand out the money because i mean what the fuck is it based on at this point they're just printing out money where are they getting the a thousand dollars that are just that they can just oh you know what we got you here's here's a thing you know and then we, we are already in so much debt the the whole currency is based on debt. so i feel like right. this stimulus package is just a symbolic image 
because when people can't pay their rent, if they can see a number at least go into their bank account to give directly back, it gives some sort of stability and groundedness to the whole economic meltdown. Right. And I um, go ahead, Richard. No, it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. You know, the only thing, other thing that, that I could say is like, I think that the money is kind of, again, it's like it's a means for us to remain calm when they try to tell us that other things, other necessities in society, uh, medical facilities that need funding, when there's no money, they will, they can, you know, then like kind of attribute it to, oh, we had to use all of our resources for X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, this is not really a time where if you're going to be giving anyone money, it should go to places that need it. For people who are able to work at home, some means of reporting, I'm still employed, I still have the means to support myself, I want my money to go to this place, I want money to go to this hospital, I want my money to go to a school, like my niece is home from school right now, um, being school because they don't want children around one another. And a lot of schools have had to close down because they don't have the means to, you know, keep them wiped down at all times. I, I just feel like, you know, the money can be better utilized. And the Federal Reserve is like, hand where we give you a thousand dollars, but we're taking a billion dollars, we're taking a trillion dollars. Yeah, plus, plus ça change, plus ça c'est la même chose. It's the same trick played out again and again and again. It's been going on. That the the that what you're talking about has been going on for for decades now, and it relies very heavily on the ignorance of the people. Because if the people put their foot down in America, at 330 million people start kicking off about it, they'll have to change it, but they won't. Because as you said, they're receiving the brave new world soma every day of Instagram and porn and online gambling and the dumb. Like what is the baseline object that will make everyone happy? No matter who you are and what your intelligence level is, whatever your culture is, it's the idea of receiving money, right? So, I mean, how do you pacify an entire, like what, what is the population of the U.S.? How do you pacify? Three, three, 330 million, 330. Wonderful. How do you pacify everyone at once? Well, here's a thousand extra dollars, but the a thousand extra dollars is just going to be a digital number that shows up in your Wells Fargo bank account that eventually just has to disappear anyway. So like, what are they actually giving out? What do they have to lose? Because at this point, it's just a literal number there. I don't think that there's anything that backs it up. If the situation of the economic system in the U.S. is already as it is. Right, it's like doubling down on our ignorance. <laughs> when when was the uh, the gold standard for the American dollar given up? Do you do you remember when that was? Oh God, I want to say was it was it sometime after the Industrial Revolution? I'm, I think I'm so. so horrible with history. Yeah, but Any, I don't anybody, believe it's anybody in the comments let us know the year that America gave up the uh, the gold standard. There is um there is there is a an issue with with money which is that from it's it's hard to understand. It's complicated to understand and it's hard to understand economics. 1933. Um, thank you. Is it is it 1933 okay. was it really? Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, interesting. Does it say which, which president was in for that? Uh, once once you've given up the gold standard, which the Chinese are, are, are against, they don't, they really, really, the policy, the culture is, is super against that. 
you then have gone into la la land. If you look at a, your American currency doesn't say it, but British currency says it. Um, it's actually called a promissory note. So we That's have on our notes, it says, I promise to pay the bearer on demand the sum of, and it would have been like gold or potatoes or a horse or something. Um, and now it's just, I promise to pay you on demand the sum of five pounds, which is another promissory note. So instead of the promissory note pointing at this delicious bottle of juice, they figured out fiat currency is the promissory note promises at another promissory note. So the money becomes purely symbolic. It used to be a symbol that represented a thing, and now it's just fucking nothing. What my friend, the drunk, was saying to me is because of something called inflation, if you keep pumping money into the system, the value of the promissory notes goes down. It can only go down. down. so recession is inevitable. Uh, so controlling recessions is a, is a, would be a sensible thing to do. A comment from Melissa Dean says, this is a copy from Mental Floss, the country effectively abandoned the gold standard in 1933, but severed the link between the dollar and gold in 1971 with Nixon. It was Nixon, was it really? Wow. Wow. Thank you for that comment. Thank you um, very much. UG Rose. Be of good, good and courageous heart, my friend. <laughs> I certainly will try. Um, if my niece uh, runs her karaoke machine for much longer, I'm not making any promises, but, <laughs> but I think I'll be okay. <laughs> do do the best you can, my friend. Do the best you can. <laughs> I absolutely can. I'll I'll make a video. If I'm making, if I'm making a convention video on my channel, then you'll know that the shit's at the fan. I'm done. When are, you, when are you inviting me and Pierre on your channel? We're ready to go. Come on. I have one video there right now. I'm well, going to make another to. seeing as I'm sequestered. Right? I'm going to have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you got whenever you guys have time, I know that you gentlemen are very busy, so whenever you can manage um, you know, a, a chat session to the shit, I'd appreciate it. That's cool. We've always got time for you. Let's chat on Instagram, the three of us. Yes, let's let's we'll fix that. We'll fix that. All right. All, All right, right guys, continue to take care. Richard, easy on that knee. Lots of love. Cheers. Take care, y'all. See you. Cheers. Bye. Yo, check this out. This is Russian money. Guess how much this is. It looks like enough for a small pistol. Guess how much this is in US dollars. Uh, is it 50? No, 50, 50, 110. Um, I don't know. Something silly. $10, let's say. It's three US dollars. She. Yeah, that's crazy, right? And then the, the, the value just crashed too a week before the whole lockdown thing happened too. Fuck. Wow. Is, there, is, there a, is there a picture of uh, Mr. Putin on there? Is there a picture of a human face on there? Uh, no, it's mostly just architecture. Interesting. Uh, there is a sculpture of like some ambiguous lady. Okay. I'm sure I... she did something in the country. What? Sh- Can I see the font on that note again? Can you show me that note again? Yeah. That is it's, some crazy disco font. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? That is a wild font to choose for your currency. <laughs> That's the font that I would choose, bro. <laughs> That's, what, That's what you would choose. It's like neon nightclub font. Yo, I was actually thinking of exchanging 20 US dollars for stacks of Russian rubles just so I can flex and be like, yeah, I'm holding $20, but like it looks huge. <laughs>
Marina Kalianova says the Russian money carries images of Russian cities, but there's no human faces on it. All of our money has the Queen's face on it because we have capitalism with human face, of course. Well, sir, what should we rap on? Uh, you got a beat? Um, I actually meant rap, W-R-A-P, but I'll do the beatboxing and you do the rapping. Yeah, this will be lag. It will sound terrible, man. Look at my fucking eyes. I accidentally yeah, eat wheat look, yesterday. You look very discolored. Like, yeah. you're half green, you're half pink, you're half white and red. Like, what is going on? Is the green screen option on on your thing, or are you just... No, no it's just, it's just this, this camera and the, and the particular light I'm on, but my eyes are red as fuck because I ate something that had uh, grain. It had uh, Dude, Richard, grain. are you okay? You don't look so good on the camera. <laughs> no, I look, I look terrible, man, but this is, this is what happens when you have a wheat allergy. This is how precious my immune system is now i can't tolerate any what, grain at all what did you eat i had lentils that somebody had snuck a whole grain mustard inside of the lentils dude so what are you going to eat when the apocalypse hits man human flesh my child human that, flesh i'm sure that has gluten in it mm, 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 mm. i'm gonna I'm eat ass cheeks okay. <laughs> Damn, <son. laughs> that's one thing i'm not allergic to <laughs> yeah even in the apocalypse, I'm eating ice. <laughs> what is he eating over there? He eating ice. He's like, yo, what are we going to eat? We've been starving for two weeks. I'm going to eat ass. <laughs> I'm going to eat me some ice. I'm going to eat me some ice. As long as I got my ass, I'm ready for the apocalypse. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, I've got to get over this wheat thing. It's, it's, uh, it's awkward. Yeah, I am a funny color. I've got brown and yellow and pink and... Yeah, you got the whole rainbow on your face right now. I'm a, I'm a rainbow boy right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, well, it's um, it's it's good to end on a high note. That was that was a good session. What did you think of inviting people on? It was really cool, uh, considering that everybody's from a different area and they have their own perspective. It was really cool to see Rin. She's been a follower for a while on my platform. And uh, I am really blown away at the information that she gave us. That, that That's pretty pretty revealing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna research a little bit of that afterwards. Um, yeah, we have a, we have a good international following, man. That's good. Yeah, are you still filming for your David Ike thing? Or... It's done. I I, I left uh, Derby yesterday. Dude, Richard, you know what's crazy, man? This whole synchronicity thing. We end up meeting you. We we hang out, and then every live stream that we talk about, talk we've hinted at dystopia in every single one of our conversations. I can't even think of one conversation that we haven't talked about some sort of overruling, like dictatorship type of thing, man. And yeah. now here we are. I know. And then the the I was supposed to see you, and the day before I was supposed to see you, I was the government switched this policy up seven hours before I was due to fly. Yeah. And then I had this, this thing booked with David Icke uh, for three months it's been booked. And then the week I go down there, there are actually this police clearing outside of the studios where we were. We were looking out the windows and police were disbanding groups. They're clearing the streets. It was like, this is crazy. I'm stood inside of the David Icke offices with people outside being disbanded by the police. And I didn't know whether I would be allowed to drive back from Derby to, to the world. But here's what gives me hope, brother. The first day that we, sh we were going to film, we had to stop filming because I was like, there's a really weird noise at the window. And it was a monarch butterfly.
smashing hard against the window and we couldn't ignore it. So me and Richard Willett, the producer, we had to release the butterfly. The monarch butterfly wanted to escape. If you know about your psyops and you know about the archons, you know about the monarch butterfly. Once the message gets out there, all be well. It's still spirit. This is a spiritual war. We're just spiritual beings having a human experience. This is a test, and we're going to pass it. We're going to fucking smash this thing. I mean, <laughs> if you look at all the people that came onto the platform, everyone's in good spirits, man. I think everybody really does believe that we'll get through this fucking virus, man. Lizard yeah. ass, fucking reptile ass, Illuminati. Look at your Illuminati right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay let's uh let's let's finish uh what should we tell people um try not to fart on anyone's eyes because then they'll develop pink eye do not fart into the eye that's not <laughs> it's not nice to fart on people's eyes okay it's not cool to fart in the eyes you can fart on the forehead but you can't fart in the eyes you can take that to the bank, god no, damn it! No, no matter how dystopian it gets, you will always have the freedom to fart. You should set your moral boundaries at that and just say, you know, I have a value system, I have core values, and I would never fart in somebody's open eye. Never. I just I just can't do it. It's and beautiful. do this. It's like this this action here. Like, I, I would never. I would never fart inside of your eyeball. <laughs> Right, that's it. We're done. Thank you very much for your time and your attention. Please say goodbye, Pierre. See you. And we are. <sighs>